In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about road rage. Um, really? Really. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a stupid thing, but but what causes road rage other than rage? But but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some, some I, I don't know if they'll be surprising, but some very, very um, in-depth statistics. And I'm going to talk about where this anger comes from, what, what causes it really, and then if you are a rager... What the, the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Right. If that's what you say when you're driving, uh-huh. then I'm, I'm going to give you some tips to kind of help you with that. And if you're in your car and you're listening to this episode, perfect timing. Here yes, we go. Yes, <laughs> that's it. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. And we're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Welcome back, man. Welcome back to you, Matt. That's Thank Matt you. Fox, the other voice you hear. Hello. He is hanging out. We're just uh, doing a podcast. It's Friday evening, our usual time. And uh, just, uh, yeah. You, you know. Hang out. We do a podcast. We have a drink. You know, good times. But here's the thing. Motor City Hypnotist, you uh-huh. focus on things to really change your thinking change absolutely your, when when you talk about changing your thinking it's like what is going on in my world that i could want to change to get better yeah absolutely it's a right? it's a great question everyone should ask right and it go all the way back to episode one there has been yep. nothing but wonderful resources shared mm-hmm. wonderful stories shared with winner of the week mm-hmm. so if this is your first time popping in and listening i'll tell you what do yourself a favor and go back yep go back and catch up mm-hmm. we, we're, we're up to episode 150 four yep. this is 154 so there's plenty of stuff to go back and look at and maybe specific things that you just want to focus on specific issues depression anxiety insomnia we've covered all of these things in one form or another if you want to talk about theories and practices or famous hypnotists like uncle milty hmm. we have an episode dedicated just uncle to him uncle milty and, uh, and uncle milty is milton erickson yes um, the the father of modern hypnosis, according to some, yes. According to some, yes. Uh, I would I would put him in there. Yes, yes. So yeah, you. we're here in the podcast. Your voice, Southfield Studios, the Palatial yes. Studios. Yes, sir. And yeah. as a plug to podcast, your voice. Maybe you guys are out there. You're listening, and you're like, you know what? I always wanted to do that. I wanted to do a podcast, or I want to talk about something. I get so many messages, like especially um, I, I was in I. Matt, you know, I was in Florida a couple of weekends ago sure. at the University of Florida, did a huge show, and I've gotten comments through social media and on YouTube. They're like, hey, I, that'd be great to learn how to do that. I'm like, ah, you're in the right place. Right. <laughs> because at some point this year, this summer, I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'll tease this a little bit, we're, we're going to put together an in-person training. Um, we started on this last year but because of COVID and the logistics of of travel was difficult and masks and getting people in person i, I think things are semi back to normal now 
So, so we're gonna we're gonna put this together this summer, and I'm gonna do an in-person training that will that will teach you hypnosis. It will teach you how to do hypnosis for clinical reasons, such as people who want to stop smoking, lose weight, sports performance enhancement, uh, to combat anxiety and depression. All of those things can be can be very effectively addressed with hypnosis. So I'll teach you that. I'll teach you how to do it, what it is all of the things about it in this five-day training. I'll also give you an intro for a day, maybe a half a day, on maybe you want to get into the stage area. Maybe you want to get into entertaining people with hypnosis. Hmm. And um, to me, I'm, I'm, and I, I love seeing clients. I love making changes, especially to help them. I have a blast doing shows. I have so much fun. I'm more fun than the people themselves, I think. And if you watch my videos, you'll see that. Um, but, but yeah, we are going to be putting together a live in training this summer. So if, if you're interested, just contact me through social media because we're putting together kind of a wait list. And that way, when we announce the date, you'll be the first one to hear about it. And then you can, can sign up and um, it will be here in the Detroit area in person for five days. So just keep your eyes out for that. And again, if you're interested, just message me on social media and I'll get you on that wait list. Fair. All right. Let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. Speaking of social media and where you can find me, my website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. If you wanted to contact me, there's an email form right in the front. It says, Contact Us. Click on that. Message comes right to my email. My social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist. And just as, a, just as kind of a push, the YouTube channel, I've, I've mentioned this a couple weeks ago because I, I put out the video of the University of Florida show with kind of a lot of behind the scenes stuff about traveling and hotel and equipment and what you need to do and prep ahead of time and sound check things that might sound boring, but, but for a lot of people who don't do shows, it just kind of gives you an inside look into what kind of goes into it. So anyway, I posted a video on YouTube of kind of behind the scenes and highlights from the show at the University of Florida. So check that out because, uh, over the years, I've just not focused on growing my YouTube channel, but it's probably something I should kind of lean more towards. Mm. Um, but check that out. It's on my YouTube uh, uh, YouTube channel, Motor City Hypnotist. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, which are all Motor City Hypno, and that is H-Y-P-N-O. And as usual, as we do every episode, you can grab your free hypnosis guide. That link will be in the show notes. You just click on that, download the PDF, and it just gives you a a basic, uh, it's a page and a half PDF just explaining hypnosis, what it is, what it's not, how it works, why it works. And it kind of gives you just this little, I I guess, a little base understanding of really what hypnosis is and how it works. Awesome. Mm, Excellent. Today's episode is brought to you by... Empower Your Mind for Success, A Hypnotic Guide, which I'm going to, two seconds, I got to grab the book. Yeah, do that. Oh, <laughs> you know, this is the best rehearsal ever, Dave. You know, sometimes you have a busy week, and that's part of uh, what we're going to talk about today is the road rage. You well, have yeah, a busy a week. Yeah, busy, stressful thing. You and sit and down. Sometimes you're, you're, just, yeah. you're, you're running ragged, <laughs> and you're stressed out, and you don't have, you don't have your stuff ready. Yeah. Like, my book was still in my bag. It wasn't even on the table. But, yeah, we're hey, not going to stress know. about that too no, much. No, we're but, not. But it could be, it, anything can make just trigger you. Absolutely, you know? yes, All especially right. if you're overwhelmed with stuff. So anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. Let me make that bigger. <laughs> How to Rewire Your Thinking for Massive Success, my book that was released last year in August. It is still out and for sale. 
grab it. It's uh, $9.95 on Amazon. Amazon.com, $9.95. You can get a hardback, or I'm sorry, not hardback. It doesn't come in hardback. It comes in paperback, which is the one that Matt is holding. Mm-hmm. And it, you can also get a Kindle version if you prefer that. Uh, I think the, the paperback is $9.99, not expensive. And the Kindle version, I believe, is $5.99. Might be $4.99. I could be wrong, but again, a couple bucks. Uh, so pick that up today. I, I would appreciate that. Read it. Let me know what you think. Maybe I've, you know, I don't know. Maybe you want me to address something in another book. Mm-hmm. Just reach out and, and let me know. Um, and if you do get the book, I would appreciate you leaving a review. That helps greatly because, let's face it, reviews are everything when you're buying something. Right. Honestly. Especially books and well, anything, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime I buy something on Amazon, I look at the reviews. Well, yeah. If you write a review. Yeah. <laughs> I read a review. There you yes, go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I read a review on my own book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I knew to write it. What are you, Steven Seagal? What? I <laughs> yeah. just read the best thing ever and I'm crying about it. What'd you read? Something I just wrote. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So yeah, leave a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And wherever you're listening to the podcast, whatever whatever platform of the of the millions of them out there, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever your platform is, either connect, like, share or join or whatever that that mechanism is for you to get Mm -hmm. to get subscribed to our podcast that way it just it hits your feet every week you don't have to think about it and new episodes drop every tuesday thursday typically once in a great while if i have to miss a week for some reason uh but for the most part every tuesday thursday we get a new episode Mm -hmm. so um wherever you're listening join click connect like whatever it is and also leave a review about the podcast that would also be helpful all right, I think that's. Uh, I think we got all that I, done. I think we got everything done. So it's time for our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Here we all go. right, Here so we the, go. the winner, the winner of the week this week is actually multiples. It's, it's okay. winners. It's a group. Got it. Um, video gamers, and I love the first line of this article who says video games are a waste of time uh not me many people do (laughs) and i i've had i can't tell you how many kids and adolescents i've seen over the years Mm -hmm. where their parents are like i don't want them playing video games season now i will say i i agree i have a 19 year old son we've went through the whole thing from video games from like age 12 on or wherever wherever it began right so yes uh, kids are they do what they love they're gonna do that um, as a gamer i play I, I like i am a gamer i'm 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 not a i'm not a crazy gamer listen commodore 64 all right <laughs> Commod- yeah. sorry with the I commodore pull out the, i pull yeah. out the pong every once in a while right and just... and, you know, atari you know watching my father play asteroids for mm-hmm. hours and mm-hmm. i get on yeah you know, i was like four or five and i get on die within 30 yep. seconds and he'd go back on for another half an hour yep i grew up with video games yep i really have but it does take a a a strong mental fortitude yes. to not become that addicted and you know depend on well, it. Well, I will say it's like anything else. And this could translate to any other thing that that engages you, such as television. Some people are addicted to television. In yeah. and of itself, it's not bad, but anything that you get addicted to and overdue is not good for you. But anyway, mm-hmm. again, I'm I'm an I can say I'm an avid gamer. I play a lot of sports games. I don't play a lot of I'll, I've tried the other ones, but um 
what happens is my son just usually kills me immediately and mm-hmm. I just stop, you know. Yeah. I rage I rage quit, which is kind of like road rage, <laughs> rage, but we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> I've never broken a controller. I've never broken a TV. So all that's good. So let me, let me read a little bit about this story. Game developers are raising money for Ukrainians both inside and outside of the besieged company with donations rivaling the grants from the U.S. government. Mm. Ahead of the release of their new gaming season, Fortnite developers Epic Games announced that all the proceeds would go to a variety of organizations providing aid and relief to Ukraine. And in the first day, they raised... First day... They raised $36 million. Really? Growing to $144 million in two weeks. Oh, jeez. Epic, the company, has said that the money will go to direct relief, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the United Nations Children's Fund, and the World Food Program. Wow. Gamers in the video game industry are renowned for being extraordinarily generous, and other game companies are also pitching in millions. Microsoft, uh, League of Legends developer Riot Games, and The Humble Bundle, a company that organizes themed collections of various games at discount prices to help charities, have all announced donations. Net proceeds of those recent sales, totaling more than $26 million, will also go to, toward Ukrainian belief. Humble Bundle's pay-what-you-want model for their game, book, and course have mm-hmm. raised more than $200 million through $12 million purchases, benefiting charities such as Make-A-Wish, One Tree Planted, the ACLU, Girls Who Code, and Charity Water. Notably, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation's record donation belongs to Blizzard Entertainment, makers of the World of Warcraft. Sales generated within their Overwatch game, where a premium in-game cosmetic item was available for purchase, reached $12.7 million and was dedicated to the foundation, becoming the largest single donation the charity had ever seen. Wow. So, so, I mean, there are are numerous ones in here. The Fortnite developers, Epic Games, Mm -hmm. um, Microsoft, Humble Bundle, the company, um, uh... Blizzard Entertainment, which makes World of Warcraft, all these companies are, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars to charity. Yeah. And again, the big one, just the most recent one, was the Fortnite developer, uh, up to $144 million in two weeks towards Ukrainian belief, relief. Ukrainian relief. Perfect. So, I mean, hey, I mean, a bunch of gamers, they're... They, they, ca- they care. They're good people. Yeah, they yeah, care. Absolutely. And and I would think that, I don't know. I I think there's some kind of kind of a, I mean, you play video games, you have fun with your friends. It gives you some enjoyment, and it's just nice to see people give back. Even, even you would think gamers would just be, you know, oh, eating man. Cheetos and getting stoned and playing their <laughs> video games, but you know, Whoa. they do much more than that, man. Whoa, do man! See, do you see that ghost? One hundred forty-four million, man. That ghost was just going down that corridor and turned backwards the other way, and I got killed. Whoa! <laughs> do you have a brain like a chicken? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, kudos to all these video game people. Their donations, especially to the Ukraine, and uh, well, yeah, great story. Excellent. Winner, Thank winners you. of the week for sure. Yeah. That's how winning is done. 
Alan checked in. Alan, thanks yes. for checking in, Alan. He Happy said, Friday evening to you, boys. Alan did say he does rage a bit, usually when watching the Tigers, Yes, though, but not today. Yes, exactly, Alan. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, today is- Opening uh, day. Opening day here in Detroit. If you're not from the Detroit area, you have your own team, hopefully somewhere, if you're in the U.S. Right. And uh, the Tigers, opening day here at home, Comerica Park, downtown Detroit. They hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie it, mm-hmm. and then a walk-off single to win it in the ninth inning. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Great day. And they were down 3 nothing going into the eighth inning. See? Or maybe into the seventh. No, they I, were down 3 nothing at one point. They were down 3 nothing in the seventh inning. Yes. Then. Yep. So, yeah. Good day for good day for baseball and the Tigers. Way to start. So, yeah. Way to go, boys. Alan, nice to see you. And, and as usual, Alan. The, the fuck are you doing? Correct. Yep. So, speaking of rage, yes. All right. So there's all been a there's all been a point in our time we've been sitting in traffic. Somebody cuts you off, and, and you just kind of lose it. Mm-hmm. So we're going you're gonna kind of share with us some some of these things around road rage. Right? I am. So first of all, I'm gonna start off, and I, and I know a lot of people here on you hear these stories on the news almost weekly. I would guess. Mm-hmm. There's a road rage incident downriver. There's a road rage incident in Farmington, and right. somebody pulled out a gun, or somebody shot at a car. See, or, that's the stuff that scares me. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody got out of their car. There was one that happened. This this one was was it was a while ago. It might have been within the year, but it was a restaurant down in. I think it was in Wyandotte. Mm. I, I believe it was Wyandotte. Don't if, if I'm wrong, but it was a big boy restaurant, and this car pulls in, and the and the person got out and go went into the big boy but then another car pulled in behind them apparently there was some road rage going on okay the kid got out of the car and smashed the window out with a baseball bat Jeez. and then got in his car and drove away so it's like <laughs> you can't beat that yeah, with a baseball I mean, <laughs> bat you can't beat that with a bat but but see these these are not these and i can say this with all confidence these are not typical reactions people should have mm-hmm. this is not think something that just happens let me give you some statistics that they may or may not surprise you but okay um so a lot of these statistics you know how they gather these it could be within a couple of years because you know they're still compiling last year's statistics probably but Fair. in 2019 82% of people admitted to committing an act of road rage Eighty-two percent. So then, admitted. Go, go back. What mm-hmm. is an act of road rage? I'm going to define it based on all of the information I have here. Is, okay. is any act of 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 aggression or 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 response towards somebody who you think has wronged you in some way? Fair. Now they don't need to hear it or see it necessarily. Okay. You could be raging in your car by yourself, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I still define that as an act of road rage yeah. because you're losing it, and that that affects your ability to do a lot of things. I mean, one, <laughs> you're probably less aware of your surroundings when you're raging. It's right. not good for you physically as far as stress and, and worry and all of those things. And physiologically, it raises your blood pressure and, and speeds up your heart rate. And I, I, it's just... They're, they're, Raging doesn't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, there's nothing positive about it. And karma always gets you in the end too. I yep. actually saw a reel of a car that was raging against a Corvette that was next to him. Oh no! Threw coffee at the Corvette, uh, then turned and threw the cup at the Corvette, and then immediately slammed it in the back of a Cadillac. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> they weren't paying attention. You're not in your right mind. You're not yeah. in your right mind when you're raging. That's just yeah. a fact. Right. So, again, 82% of people have admitted to committing some kind of act of road rage. 
a total of 12,610 injuries and 2,018 murders have been attributed to road rage over the last seven-year period in the United States. 66% of traffic fatalities are caused by aggressive driving. Since 2013, the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration says that road rage has been responsible for over 300 deaths. Over the last seven-year time period, more than 200 murders and 12,000 injuries were attributed to road rage. That comes from AAA, Mm. the American Automobile Association. 30 murders annually are linked to road rage. That comes from the American Psychological Association. So so a lot of this data is coming from different organizations. I'm not like taking one one piece of information and going with it. This is coming from all over. 94% of traffic accidents are caused by driver error. That's from NPR. 30, and this is the one that surprised me, 37% of aggressive driving incidents involve a firearm. Oh, jeez. 37%. Yeah, the right to bear arms and the right to Uh arm bears, whatever it may be. Still, come on. And CNN reports 500% increase in reported cases of road rage over the last 10 years. A 500% increase. Um. So, so it's a problem, and, and I know wherever you're at, and you might be in a small town, you might, who knows, but, but you, hear, you probably hear these stories. Anywhere there's traffic, anywhere there's, there's a, a bunch of cars on the road, you're going to have issues like that. So you might ask, well, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> who are these ragers that are drawing weapons and threatening people or actually even shooting and killing people? Mm-hmm. So, so what age group, Matt, would you think is is the, the the biggest as far as road rage go as far as an age group okay or, I'm gonna, or we'll we'll go generations use use the generational terms well, we, i will do the best i can we yep. have your gen xers your gen zers yep. we have your millennials yep you have your baby boomers and your baby boomers. You have your silent gens which are which are probably now senior citizens okay so i'm gonna say we're probably i'm not gonna say millennials i'm probably mm-hmm. anywhere between baby boomers and myself like a i'm a gen xer i believe so I'm in my I'm in mid forties. Right. Okay. I'll I'll go in reverse order. Baby boomers are the least likely. Okay. At only eight point two percent. All right. I know a lot of you know upset <laughs> baby boomers. I'm sure there are. And again, these are <laughs> these are statistics. So right. it's it's not a you know you can't you can't make a blanket statement about anything. But right, the, right. these are these are the statistics they found, mm-hmm. and these are based on fatal road rage and aggressive driving accidents. Okay. Okay. So on the bottom is is by baby actually. Boomers. On the very bottom, at only 1.7% is silent gen, which would be anybody over now, I think, like 65, 60, 65, oh. 70. Okay. And maybe that's because they don't drive. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. All right. Yeah, it, it just, uh, yeah. Uh, and maybe, and again, maybe they drive less because, I mean, a lot of old people don't have license. Mm-hmm. So I got I have to tell you a story about old people and driving. Off the, off the, off, it's on the topic, but it isn't really. So <laughs> way back when, I mean, my grandmother, she was probably, I'm going to say she was in her 70s, but, but we knew she was, she, she wasn't, it wasn't like a total decline cognitively, but she, certain things were becoming hard for her. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, <laughs> 
and, and she just happened to live on the same block as us. We were in the middle of the block. She was on towards the end of the block. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we could actually walk down the street to her house back and forth. So All I was right. going to so visit. Th- there was no reason to I drive. was walking down the street to visit her one day, and she was coming back from somewhere. And, and the house next to her, there was a car parked in the street, and this guy was leaning in and talking to the driver. So she comes driving by to go to her driveway, and she clips this guy with her mirror, her, her side view mirror on the car on the right side. The guy that was outside the The guy the that was outside the vehicle looking into the driver talking. Uh-huh. It clipped him right in the hip and just like spun, spun him against the car. She pulled into her driveway, had no idea. Uh, wow. And I'm like, Grandma. I said, you just hit that guy. She goes, what? She was just like, <laughs> grandma. And, and grandma luckily, the, and luckily the guy was cool. Yeah. Luckily he was like, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I mean, cause yeah. he could have went, boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah. Your wife checked in. Oh, you know, two silent gents who are the co- who cause road rage. Oh no, they could cause it for sure. <laughs> And I know exactly who you're talking about, my wife, Kendra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Since my parents are both deceased. <laughs> so. You don't know my parents. Silent Gen is like 1.7%. Baby Boomers is next lowest at 8.2%. Mm. Gen Z is the next lowest at 14.6%. Gen Zers are ages. I don't know. Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'm, 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 they're only listing like by generation here. Um, I should know, you know, but that's just me. Gen X is 21.4%. And the highest percentage of anybody by more than double are millennials. Hmm. 54.2%. Gen Zers are 97 to 2012. Okay. Millennials would be 81 to 96. Yep. Gen Xers, where I would fall into, yep. and I believe where you would fall into as well, yep. is 65 to 80. Yep. I'm 65. I got right in on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then your boomers are 55 to 60 folk. So the millennials, by far, mm-hmm. by du- more than double, are responsible for fatal road rage incidences. Of course they are. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just playing. Those, those millennials. What in blazes are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just going with the data. That, that's what I'm just saying, you know. Right. So, so there's definitely, I, and I don't know, I, I'd like somebody, I, I wish there were like studies done to study like certain age ranges and, and, and why the rage comes when you're driving. Like, like what, you know, because I would think maybe that, I don't know. I guess it makes sense because if you're just learning to drive and you're at a younger age, you're probably less apt to be a road rager because you're just learning. You're scared to death to be out there anyway. But I'll tell you what, when you're on the road, you feel like you're always right in the actions that you do take. You feel Mm -hmm. like you always have the right of way. Mm -hmm. And when you have people that are trying to use the zipper method, when they're trying to cut into traffic because it's backed up a mile and they're trying to get up right to where you merge. And that's what upsets a lot of people. So what time of the day, Matt, do you think the, the largest amount of road rage incidents happen? That's a great question. I would say probably in the evening time. I w- that's what I would, you know, you know that, that, that drive home, you just had a stressful day at work, and now you're sitting in traffic, and people are not being courteous and stupid or what have you. Um, they're saying in this, in this study, 10 p.m. 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. Wow, that's late. Hour with the highest rate of fatal aggressive road rage incidents. Incidents. I would almost agree that a lot of people would agree with me with what yep. I just said. I, I think so too. I would think like rush hour, like yeah. five to six, four to six, drive four time. To eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the least the least the time that's least likely is 8 a.m which again is another rush hour Mm. But people tend to be less angry in the morning than they do in the evenings. I'm drinking my coffee because you're you, you have your whole day of of whatever mm-hmm. coming up and and influencing you in the evenings. Or you're running incredibly late in the morning because well, you be. had a terrible morning. It was yeah. uh, difficult and what, anyways. So so here's in in in. I have a couple of theories, and these are my own theories, just based on people I've dealt with dealing with a lot of people with anger issues over the years. Mm-hmm. There's something there. I think road rage, road rage is more prevalent because I think people feel more secure in a vehicle. It's like their safe zone or their safe booth mm-hmm. that, like, put it this way. I'm not saying all because there are some people who would approach people face to face and say things like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, yeah. But rare, but they that happens much less rarely face to face than it does in a vehicle because mm-hmm. I think people feel insulated. There's no confrontation. They feel like there's, they could, there's yes, no confrontation. There's no face to face confrontation. Right. Now there is from vehicle to vehicle, but it almost takes that personalization out of it mm-hmm. to me. So I was I I for me I think of it this way: if I were pushing my shopping cart in Kroger and somebody cut me off, <laughs> would you act the same way that you do in your car? I want horns on my carts <laughs> at the right. grocery store. That's what I said. <laughs> like, <laughs> just laying the horn in your in your shopping cart. They get them on the little trolley carts. Yes, yes you know, they why do. Can't we have them on the regular carts. But imagine a whole store with people acting in the grocery store like they do on the road. Oh, I can only imagine. Asshole! <laughs> you know, they're right next to you, passing you, and you're flipping them off. As you're grabbing a bag of chips. You're constantly laying on the horn in the cart while somebody's trying to get their Cheerios. I need my mayonnaise. Get the F out of my way. <laughs> or somebody, you know, threatening violence because you you uh you're you're holding up the line to get uh you know the, the Fritos or something. Oh I, my it, gosh. It doesn't make sense. Stop. We're talking about it and stop touching the produce. <laughs> <gasps> oh great Odin's raven. I don't know what we're yelling about. I mean, think about that. That that, that would be ridiculous. And I, I really want somebody to do a skit about it, like SNL or some other one other of these these uh, you know these skit comedy things, because it would be it would be so preposterous. I think Gallagher. that people would act like that face to face with in in interacting face to face. Baby boomers. I think Gallagher nailed it when he brought out the horn for a grocery store. For the grocery store, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we use this to get the people out of the way when we're in the grocery store. Uh, uh, you uh-huh. know. Oh, my gosh. Gallagher. Yeah, he yeah. was ahead of his time. And, and I never even knew that existed. Yeah. I never knew that routine. I've never seen it. Oh, you should look no, it up. Okay, I'll look oh. it up. Yeah. Yep. But it's I mean, think about it. If people behaved like that face to face, I guarantee you it it wouldn't happen as much. I already know it because there, there there's a lot more there's a lot more possible consequences. Now there are consequences to road rage. I mean, again, we hear stories of people being shot or shot at or driven off the road or rammed into or whatever, or people getting out of their cars and coming to physical blows. Right. So there is risk to that, but I'm saying people are a lot less likely to have that confrontation face to face. If they're not in their vehicle, if it does, it's, it can start in the vehicle much easier than it would in person. I guess that's what I'm saying. So I, I, that's I'm a, my philosophy on it. So the next episode, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into all that. We are. We're definitely going to. I'm going to give you a road rage quiz to see if you are a rager. All right. <laughs> well, you're talking to the wrong guy. If so. you're a rager, or if you cause somebody to rage, that's the other. That's the other quiz I'm going to give you. Then I'm going to talk about it from from a therapy, a therapeutic standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
if you're a rager or if, if you're somebody who responds to that, to situations with rage, that there's definitely some things that we can do to help you and, and become aware of that. Um, and I think Matt said it earlier in, in a nutshell, and we'll, we'll get fully into this. If you always think you're right, then you're, you're going you're gonna to be disappointed at mm-hmm. some point because mm-hmm. you're not always right. No one is ever always right. Correct. So, yeah. Join us for next episode, folks. I'm going to give you your quizzes, and we're going to tell you what you can do if you are a rager or or even if you're a victim of road rage, because this is important, too, because I want everybody to be safe. So join us for next episode. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time. Facebook Live people, stick around. Those of you on audio, jump to the next episode. You got it.